death, taxes, England collapse. Um, here I was thinking, waking up this morning, expecting a very tough day of test cricket again, potentially an interesting weekend. Before the weekend started, it's pretty much over. Um, great win by the Aussies, 1-0 up. So very happy here, Nash. You said yesterday that there might be a bit of a collapse. Yes, um, I did say that, and I regret not putting that in the final edit of a of a, a review yesterday. But I did mention here, that here I was thinking, yeah, yeah, I did mention that you know it might be it might be that England might collapse in the first session itself, and that's what happened. Um, England did collapse, and I be, always believed in them that they would collapse. So um, in the end, it was a happy result for Pat Cummins, happy result for Australia, and. Uh, Pretty pretty easy win, I would say, for Australia. Yes, there was a period there yesterday where Joe Root and David Milan were looking really good, but you know Australia have come back strongly. Yeah, I I was thinking England might get in front by 100, 150 perhaps. Like given the the, the batting, they still had to come with like Stokes. I thought Pope and Butler looked good on the first day. Um, and then, you know, you still had Root and Milan, but I was really happy with Australia. We're calling yesterday. One thing I will say is that we're calling for the for the silly point for Nathan Lyon. Yep. And that's where the wicket came. Yep. And we're calling for an extended spell for Cameron Green. He got the wicket of Root. He bowled beautifully, Cameron Green. So really good. I thought Australia were a bit more attacking today. And we bowled amazing. We were relentless. Barely gave England um, room to breathe, to be honest. So perfect day, perfect result. 1-0. What did you yes. make of it? Yes, and and look, the honest also falls a lot on the English middle order there because Joe Root and David Milan, yes, they did not, you know, go on to make big scores, but they did at least set a platform for that middle order to take take you know forward and at least score, take the lead to one fifty, maybe one seventy five. But again, the middle order failed and. Um, it was it was a it was all in all a poor performance from the English middle order, particularly. Agree with you that you know they didn't get the hundreds, but they set up a great platform. They made Australia work very hard yesterday, and um, you know it sort of caught us maybe a bit by surprise in the sense that England are really fighting here. But yeah, there was nothing today, and that was really disappointing. And you're trying to ruffle a few feathers yourself on Twitter. Questioning Joe Root's captaincy. <laughs> it it, ha- it has to be asked, isn't it? Look, I'm not. I, I yeah, completely but get. They've got I, so many. They've got so many more issues than Joe Root. They've just. And, where's their batting? And I hundred percent agree. And I hundred percent agree with what our what our friend Adam said there. With you know, there's the question is not with Joe Root's captaincy, but who could do it? And that again falls on Joe Root, the coach, and the whole setup, doesn't it? Because you have to ask the question and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but Joe Root and Chris Silverwood are in charge of the selections now. So they get the players that they want. So the question is, the question has to be asked from the leadership group and the leader who is Joe Root at the moment. I absolutely have no doubt that he's one of the great test batters, but he has been the only one. And if he's not inspiring or if he's not motivating or if he's not encouraging his players to the extent that, you know, they could support him in, in batting, then the questions need to be asked is all I'm, all I'm, you know, asking of the English fans and the, you know, the English media that you blame the pitch. You, I, I saw so many tweets even after the game or the pitch was, you know, this, the, the pitch was that the conditions were this. I mean, yes, correct. You're correct. 
but the batting lineup is is shit. You have to face it. It's not it's not up to scratch. It's not up to the mark, and you can't yeah, always but, expect Joe Root yeah, to score. Yeah, but the thing 200. is, as well, is yep. Who's putting their hand up in county cricket? There's the problem. I think England's county cricket isn't as strong as what it used to be. Yep. And it so, I, again, again, yeah. I agree with that. But when the players do come to the international stage, you would expect a certain amount of um, skill and talent on show there. You know, county cricket, even Sheffield Shield, Ranji Trophy in India, they are they are the pinnacle of first-class cricket in those countries. But once those players make the move to international cricket, it's a whole new ball game altogether. And if these players are not up to scratch, then it's once they are in this international setup, it falls on the captain and the coach to make sure that they get up to that level. And I, I, I don't think that's happening with the England setup at the moment. Maybe that's a bit harsh, perhaps, because if they're not up to scratch and they're not up to that level, then it's very hard at international level to, um, I don't know, tell a player to start performing or get a player to start performing and then find his, his, um, his, his way straight away. Like, again, I'm not saying it should happen. It can happen overnight. I'm saying over a period of time. But you see, you know, mm. players like Zach Crawley, players like okay. Rory Burns have been there for like two, three years who are still not, who are still not you know, stepping up and putting their hand up. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, the thing is there, if we're going to question Jared's captaincy, then you have to offer solutions as to who replaces him if they want to, and then who would that be, and can they do a better job? I say there's no uh, one in that team at the moment that can do that. And it's a similar thing from an Australian perspective with the spinner. Sorry, my phone's going off. But it's a similar thing with the spinner situation. We know there was some tweets going out yesterday. Nathan Lyon, does he get replaced in the team? Nathan Lyon's value in this team goes well beyond his wickets. You know, he took his 400th today, finally, but yep. it goes beyond his wickets. Look at Jack Leach, seven something and over, and then you have to bowl your fast bowlers into the ground because of it. Nathan Lyon can hold up an end and he can let and, the fast bowlers. And that's so Nathan correct. Lyon's team yep. place in the team. Nathan Lyon's place in the team is not questioned right yep. now. Absolutely no, absolutely not. not. Can absolutely he be bowling? Not. Can he be bowling a bit better? Yeah, he can. But this guy holds up an end. England Absolutely. would kill for a bowler like that right now. Absolutely. Many and teams around the world would kill. Mm. Yes, and you, you're 100% right that you know, conditions change and the role of the spinner changes. In India, when even in Pakistan, when Australia go next year, Nathan Lyon's role will start probably over seven or over eight in, in the innings. And he will be seen as that wicket-taking option. Even Ashwin. Who, performed, who came on Australian shows last year and performed that role of keeping everything in check. And in that process, he ended up getting the wickets, which, is, which was just a byproduct of him bowling well and economical. So that's what happens with the Australian setup as well. In Australia, Nathan Lyon just holds up one end and the fast bowlers are so good from the other end that they just get all the wickets. And um, yes, Nathan Lyon did get four wickets and, you know, Congratulations to him on becoming the third highest wicket taker for Australia as well. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like the role in his team, I've always said it. Like you have to, if you're going to get him out of the team, who are you going to put in? And can someone like Mitch Swepson, for example, play the holding role? You're not going to expect Mitch Swepson to come into the team and take a bag of wickets. Yep. He has to play the holding role first and foremost in Australian conditions. England don't have that. That's why they struggle here in Australia. The, f the only time that they won 
was 2010-11 in recent times because Graham Swan did a great job at that. You have to have someone like your spin option to hold up an end so you can rotate your quicks at the other end. No one does it better. Nathan Lyon is still the best spinner in the country. No debate. Absolutely. No debate. So we need Absolutely. to put respect on his name. Absolutely. And um, taking, you know, just touching on where the biggest difference between England and Australia in this test was, yes, as we spoke about Nathan Lyon and Jack Leach as a spinner, but the second difference was the chances. You know, the chances created by the bowling yeah. attack of both sides and the chances that actually Australia grabbed onto. You know, they took that all their catches, they fielded really well, whereas England, you know, put down easy chances. They bowled well. Yeah. Ollie Robinson bowled really well, but some of the other bowlers did not create as many chances either. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, Australia took all their chances on that first day. Everything that was edged was taken. Great catches in the deep by Hazelwood in England. Missed runouts. They, they gave David Warner, you know, a number of lives. You can't do that. You can't do that. So when, you, when you're doing that, in addition to scoring peanuts with the bat, let, let's face it, England with the bat, 147 all out in the first innings. And then in the second innings, outside of that partnership was nine for about 140 as well. Yeah. So when you're batting like that, you can't... <laughs> You can't afford to drop your catches. Um, so I thought the, the, the seamers for, for England did pretty well, especially Ollie Robinson. Yep. So there's some encouragement there. And then they've got the pink ball in Adelaide, which I think will bring them into the game. But they need runs, man. That's, that's, the, that's the, the main priority for them. They're just not scoring enough. Yep. That's and, the issue. And going into Adelaide in, in a yeah. week's time, I think in five, six days' time, it's going to be interesting to see if they drop leech and pick do they play any spinner at all um that's I think, that, yeah, that'll I be think, the important question as well i think they'll play a full seam attack now and then play root as the spinner yeah you know? and and to top it off i think england will end up losing a lot of world test championship points as well because um i was listening on comms this morning that in this cycle you lose one point for each overshot and england was seven or eight overshot already and with with the less with the target so less, they could not make up for that last time. So, yeah. you know, England will end up losing five six points from their World Championship tally. So, it's like they can't afford they can't afford to drop chances and they can't afford to lose worst World Test exactly, Championship points. Exactly. Can they? Just yeah. it's us icing on the cake. Exactly, and because it? because <laughs> that that links into the point of playing an all seam attack because once you play. Yeah. An attack with four or five fast bowlers, you have literally no chance to you know cover all it's your very overs. hard because they got 60 minutes more yesterday and they only bowled 84 overs. Mm, um, that's right, the over yeah. wasn't good, yep. exactly. So, last question, Shabelle, uh, at least last question from my side, which is probably a, an important question for from now putting my India fan hat on is the Gabatoa back? What do you reckon? Oh. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's an element of it. There was like, you know, this is how we've been performing at the Gabba over the years, but um, let's face it, England aren't the strongest opposition right now. Yeah, I want to dig the boot into them a little bit more. <laughs> you know, I think I think if we can beat India at the Gabba, I'll be more impressed. That's that's yeah. a big credit to India, and that's fact. Yeah, that's absolutely. fact. You know, absolutely. I look at I look at the way Australia play here at home, and you just got to give massive credit to how India perform here. Let's enjoy playing England now. We have to, I think we have to play well at Adelaide because I think that'll bring England's bowlers in the game. So that might be an interesting game. But 
happy to, to get a win and um, get back on a streak of one victory in a row at the Gabba. Yep. 30 more years to go. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And um, <laughs> this morning, Cricket Australia also confirmed that the fifth test is a day night in the Bluntstone Arena in Hobart, mm. Tasmania. Um, what do you make of that? Happy or would you yeah, have liked to see it in Sydney or, you know, Melbourne? To be honest, whatever decision they make, I wouldn't have been upset or overly over the moon about it. Like, you know, but I, my pick was, was Hobart in the sense that the reason was you take the game around the country kind of thing. And to give the people of Hobart an Ashes test is great. It's now on them to fill out the stadium. But when we talk about capacities, remember we used to play the Perth test at the WACA. The capacity was about 20,000, there. I think Blunston is, is around 20,000. So, you know, you've played Ashes test matches at a similar size ground before. Um, but to give, to give Hobart the, the test is, is great. And it's time for them to fill it out because it could be a wonderful little test match. Um, we have to make sure hopefully that series is wrapped up before then because a day night test, a day night test in Hobart is tricky. Oh, ima- imagine <laughs> so, the series is 2-1 and... You know, the teams go into that final day-night test with anything could happen. It, mm. it will be a cracking, cracking end to the series as That's well. That's where you hear Shane Warne talking about, this should be in Melbourne. This should be in Melbourne. <laughs> but it, Look, a day-night test in Melbourne would have been awesome. It would have been awesome. Don't get me wrong. But for, to, for Hobart, the people of Hobart and for the kids in Hobart to see their, you know, the national team right in front of them is really cool. So it's a, it's a good thing to take the game around the country. We should do it more. So, Shabel, this has been brilliant. Um, first test win in the first Ashes test at the Gabba. And it, it, it's been lovely reviewing all the days and the test match with you. And hopefully we come back for the Adelaide test as well. Yeah, that's the plan. Looking forward to it. Thanks, mate. Thank you.